Thank you for joining the Georgia Chamber podcast. For 105 years, we have been the leading voice of business in the state of Georgia. Through these podcasts, we want to help you better understand the issues facing our state and how your business can grow and prosper. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, go to www.gachamber.com. Good morning. I'm Chris Clark, President and CEO of the Georgia Chamber of Commerce. I want to welcome you to another Georgia Chamber Resource and Recovery Town Hall meeting today with the Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for these uh, calls every two weeks. I want to give you a heads up that next week on Tuesday we'll have uh, Speaker David Ralston with us and at the end of next week we'll have um, DOT Commissioner and the head of the Georgia Ports uh, to join us to talk about uh, freight, logistics, and trade as we move through this crisis. I also want to remind you that uh, gachamber.com slash COVID-19 has all the resources that you need. We have Governor Kemp's latest executive order and a breakdown of that that will be posted a little bit later today. I encourage you to join us there. I also want to remind you, if you are a member of the press, you're here because you're a member of the Georgia Chamber, and we welcome you, but this is a closed press meeting, so this is not a reportable. Uh, this conversation is off the record. Um, I also want to thank uh, our good partners at Georgia News Network and Georgia CEO for their continued support, as well as Georgia Public Broadcast. Um, joining us, as always, on these calls are our great partners at the Georgia Hispanic Chamber. Uh, Santiago Marquez is with us. Santiago, I'll turn it over to you to say welcome and introduce the governor today. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, Santiago Marquez, President and CEO of the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we are very fortunate to be partnering with the Georgia Chamber to be their Hispanic business arm. Through this crisis, we've been able to uh, react very quickly and be proactive thanks to the work of Chris and his team. And I want to thank them publicly for all the work they're doing. Um, it's my honor today to, to be here with the Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant Governor Duncan, a former professional baseball player, which was my passion, uh, an entrepreneur. And uh, I will echo what Chris has said along these conversations. We're really fortunate to have business people leading our government right now, especially in this time of crisis. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Lieutenant Governor Duncan. Thank you, sir, for being with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that intro. And thanks, thanks for putting this on. You know, I just, uh, you know, continue to be humbled at, um, you know, how hard Georgia's working to be one big team. Uh, we continue to look for opportunities to lift each other up and uh, the cumulative total of sacrifice uh, that Georgians have, have put together both individuals and businesses and communities and organizations uh, to get us to a point where we're able to start really significantly trying to reopen. Uh, you know, early on, Governor Kemp really, you know, him and I sat down early uh, in this process and, and kind of started figuring out what was going on. And, and uh, we knew that early on we had to flatten the curve. And to do that, it took a bunch of sacrifice to do that. Uh, we have successfully been able to flatten the curve. And no matter how you look at the data or translate the data, it is improving significantly. And that's important. Um, and so we're in this, this new, you know, kind of phase of this, of this challenge, of this crisis, trying to identify, you know, what are the best ways forward, what are new operating mechanisms and policies. And, and I think it's truly a, a group discussion that's going to help us figure this out. We're all going to kind of figure out our own strategies. Um, you know, because think about this, there's, there's so many other crises that, that, are, that are, have formed because of this. Um, and, and certainly the two we hear about is there's a healthcare crisis for sure. Uh, there's also an economic crisis, and we're going to talk about that. 
But I want to remind everybody here, because so many people in this organization are huge community partners in, in, in just helping other ancillary issues around foster care and homelessness and hunger, and just lifting up those in our communities as, as business owners that we're able to support. And um, certainly we've seen things like foster care, you know, the unintended consequences of this, of kids aging out of foster care in the midst of a, of a global pandemic. Uh, grateful for Governor Kemp really working with our team to try to figure out ways to, to, to not put those kids in those positions. And, and he signed some, some executive orders around that. Um, you know, and, and, and certainly others, uh, other crises that have formed. But if you think about the, the economic crisis that we're all facing, <clears throat> hard to argue based on every, the, the, the continual flow of data that we're all seeing, unemployment numbers, uh, consumer spending, consumer confidence, investing, equity markets, all of that shows us that we are in the midst of a, of a building recession. <clears throat> and that's a challenge for a business owner to start with, right? I mean, I, I champion myself as a business guy. That's where I cut my teeth. Uh, I understand how hard it is to create a job. And in times like this, I understand how hard it is to keep those people gainfully employed inside a model. Um, and, but, but here's the bigger problem than, than just the standard recessionary pressures, right? We understand what that does. Lack of, of, of liquidity, access to capital, unemployment. But here's this new dynamic that hopefully we're working hard as, as leaders here in Georgia because Brian and myself and others are, are you know, small business owners. We understand the dynamic. For the first time ever, we really have a throttle essentially on our consumer, right? The, the health crisis has created a, a, a choke point for access to our consumer, right? Because uh, they're, either they're nervous to come in or regulation makes it harder for them to come in to buy our goods and to use our services. And so really the, 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 the mindset here in Georgia is, is we've really tried to pay attention to each and every nuance and industry and leader. Uh, I've taken on the role, uh, just kind of self-appointed a month ago of, of really trying to use my resume to go talk to CEOs and industry leaders and business owners all over the state. Certainly some of the businesses represented on this call, I've talked to uh, their CEOs and, and their chairman of their boards to really understand what can we do here in Georgia to be better at, 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 at trying to get back to work, right? Obviously making sure we're responsible and we're measured. And certainly the governor has, and his team have really analyzed the data uh, at times, maybe put us on the front edge of that, of that movement, but certainly making sure that we, we allow businesses and industries to really lead us forward. So my call to action here is continue uh, as leaders in your communities and in your industries, let me and let our team know, and also the governor's team, and then, you know, through your chamber, uh, allow us to understand that every business and every industry is going to recover differently, right? Every, every business is going to use innovation at the forefront to figure out how to better strategize with PPE, how to better strategize with social distancing, with online techniques, with virtual meetings. Uh, all of those things are going to be important metrics to go forward. And I think government is not going to be good at that, right? I just, I, I certainly think that, that, that private sector solutions are going to absolutely lead the charge as we move forward. And so I want, I want this group here to hear me loud and clear say that we in Georgia are going to lean into the private sector um, to really guide us uh, through the nuances of how to get back to business and how to stay in business. Uh, as, as we move forward. Um, and certainly, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing relationship. Uh, business, has, business sector's got to trust us 
as government state leaders that we have your the community's best interest at heart and that we're protecting them. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this whole challenge comes down to consumer confidence. If the consumer's not confident, then they're not going to show up and they're not going to spend those dollars and, and revive those economies. And so that's a balancing act. And certainly we're going to continue uh, to pay close attention to that. Uh, I want to spend a, a couple of minutes of my time to talk a little bit about two things that are very, very important. Um, one is the budget, the state budget. It impacts every square millimeter of the state, obviously. Um, the posture of where we're at here in the, in the General Assembly is our fiscal year runs uh, July 1 to June 30th each year. So we're rapidly approaching the fiscal year 2021 budget. Uh, and that has to be approved and, and ready to rock and roll by uh, July 1st of 2020. So we're, we're inside of, uh, I guess we're at let's, six weeks until we, we have that. Uh, obviously, the budget is going to look a lot different than what we thought it was going to look just a few short weeks ago. Uh, we have two challenges inside the budget. One is we have declining revenues. Uh, the governor has given out a uh, directive at, at the uh, mutual agreement between Terry England, who's the House Appropriations Chair, and Senator Blake Tillery, who is our new Appropriations Chair, uh, as a result of the absolute devastating and untimely passing away of Jack Hill. Uh, who's been our longstanding appropriations chair uh, in, in just a, a few, uh, four, four or five weeks ago. Uh, Blake has stepped up to the plate. Uh, we're working with a challenge of declining revenues, which the governor has put out uh, a 14% um, recommendation to all the, all the uh, uh, departments and agencies to come back with their budget of what it would look like to have a 14% reduction. Uh, that's big, right? I, I don't want to sugarcoat this in any way, shape, or form. That is a, a absolutely staggering number, but one is that uh, definitely matches what we're seeing. Um, the, the second part that's a challenge in that budget is the new pressure points that we never have felt before. Uh, this COVID-19 related issue has put uh, new pressures on uh, healthcare uh, in, in ways that we've never seen before, uh, new you know, PPE equipment, uh, looking for ways, the pressure points around education, unemployment, just a, just a massive number of new pressure points. So we're balancing that. Um, and so we've got essentially between now and July 1st to figure out those challenges. Um, and so the posture we stand in is the, the speaker and myself uh, as a mandate of the uh, adjournment resolution uh, that was agreed upon as uh, on our way out of, of session when we suspended it was both of us have to agree to a date to come back, and we're close, right? I think the speaker has put out there a June 11th date, uh, which is just only two days removed from uh, the primary, which is obviously gonna be very active, uh, and everybody in the state's gonna be, you know, kind of either in a race themselves or supporting somebody in a race. Uh, we have put out there on a June 15th date, which is a Monday. So if you think about the session or the primary being on a Tuesday on the 9th, uh, we think that the rest of that week is a, is a great week for folks to catch their breath, to go out and get tested at a local health department to make sure that they're not COVID-19 positive um, and allow them to get back to the gym. And also, by the way, we've got Father's Day over that weekend, uh, which certainly, you know, we want to make sure that uh, we allow families to continue to do the things that are important to them. And then come back ready to work full speed on June 15th, which is that Monday. Uh, and so hopefully the speaker and I can come to an agreement there at some point. Uh, but we do think the testing piece is very, very important. Like many of the businesses that are represented on this call here today, 
just to make sure that in an organization that you, you start to pull back together. Um, you know, look, we're, we're working closely with the Steve Henson, the minority leader, uh, David Cook, the secretary of the Senate, and the administrative affairs with Butch Miller and, and his chief of staff, uh, Steve Tippins, to really pull together things like wearing folks wearing masks, socially distancing, uh, staggering the number of people inside the chamber, inside committee rooms. Uh, we think we'll be prepared on June 15th to go, go tackle that challenge. Some additional things that we wanna make sure that we, we take head on uh, in that session, which you know, certainly isn't gonna be just limited to the budget, but certainly we limit it to uh, you know, frivolous plays on things that you know, folks might wanna you know, quickly try to rush through just because of the timing or because of the, the mechanics of, of having uh, a, a very oddly placed remainder of the session. Uh, we want to make sure we take on the people's business. Uh, we want to make sure that we take up things uh, that help get folks back to work, that help to, to make sure we signal to not just our folks here in Georgia, but to the rest of the country that Georgia is open for business in a responsible, meaningful manner. Uh, one of those issues I think we're going to see very, very heavy uh, influence from my office and from other offices is liability uh, as we move forward in a very, very new operating environment for everybody. Uh, certainly nobody would, would, would want a small business or a medium business or a big business not to open their doors and gainfully employ, you know, a few, uh, a hundred, a, a thousand or tens of thousands uh, of folks just because of a frivolous claim that would show up, uh, even though that business has followed the state and federal guidelines as to how to operate in this new normal. And so we're certainly gonna to work together. I know Senator Albers is working very closely with a number of other senators to put out a meaningful piece of legislation that hopefully allows us. And look, I expect uh, to get a number of people to support this, not just the normal folks that support liability reform. I actually believe based on initial conversations, we'll actually see support from others because this is important to Georgians in every square inch of this state. Uh, as we move forward. I'm also going to really champion this notion of being the technology capital of the East Coast. You know, everybody on this call hopefully heard me campaign about it and then govern about it. And, and certainly in this new normal, technology has even, it's even more important than it's ever been. Uh, the way we're conducting this meeting here, the way our kids are wrapping up their, schools, their school uh, years, uh, certainly my three kids, I've got a kid that's going to graduate from high school with an online graduation ceremony. Um, he certainly, I hope this isn't the case, but he may even you know, have additional summer classes and whatnot that, uh, you know, that uh, play into that. Uh, the way our businesses operate and telecommute, the way we're delivering healthcare to, to virtually every community in the state with telehealth, um, I think we have an opportunity to gain ground and be even closer to being the technology capital of the East Coast. We wanna send that message loud and clear to the world that this is a great place to invest your money. It's a great place to grow your business. Uh, certainly, I'm gonna to try to track down some, uh, some FaceTime with uh, Elon Musk, uh, if you've all seen the little flare up out there. Uh, and uh, I've got some friends that know him. Uh, so ho hopefully he can recognize the value and others that are out there uh, as to what we do move, move, moving forward. So look, I'm proud to be a Georgian. I'm proud of so many of you that have stuck up and sacrificed um, so much in your communities that have continued to work with um, you know, all of the, the different partners in our communities to, to do the right thing here. But look, I'm ready to, to get back to a responsible way of operating here in Georgia. And, and I think it's important to understand this too. 
Um, we now have a better grasp of data and testing uh, for this. And so I think what uh, the governor and I had continued to talk about, we just talked about this yesterday, was the value of identifying a hot spot going forward. So you, you saw quickly, he reminded me of the Gainesville uh, flare-up. The data showed us very, very quickly that Gainesville was becoming a hot spot. We're able to flood the zone with uh, equipment and with testing, with hospital resources to make sure. And now we're watching that data start to peel back in a positive direction. Uh, going forward, that's the value of this uh, understanding is we don't have to necessarily shut down as a state. If we identify a hotspot, we can micromanage that in a responsible manner. So um, just grateful for this group. Y'all Y'all have been, Chris, and you, you guys have been an awesome partner through this. And I look forward to continuing to be a partner as we kind of navigate the new normal. But thanks for, for the cumulative total of uh, opportunities that, that this group continues to, to give. So um, with that, I'd love to field any questions that you guys might have out there. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Governor. We, we appreciate it. I want to comment on two things and ask you a follow-up question here. First of all, as far as the liability protection, thank you for championing that. I know you ran on that. You were a champion for it when you were in the House working with us on um, – uh, fighting frivolous, law, frivolous lawsuits. Here's the number that keeps me up at night. Just last week alone, there were 777 new class action lawsuits in America based on COVID-19. Uh, and so that's a, that's a scary number that's going up every single day. So uh, we appreciate that focus and Senator Albers' willingness to help us as well on that. Your other point too, that you have championed, like you said, since your campaign of making us the technology hub, we set up our resiliency and recovery task force two weeks ago, over 50 uh, Georgia companies. Uh, they have six different areas of focus that we're asking them to look at. Corporate resiliency, rural resiliency, small business survival, talent upskilling, inclusiveness and economic mobility, and innovation and investment, because we do believe just like you do, there's an opportunity here to see more small businesses created, more investment in technology, and really particularly in the bioscience and genomics areas. And so we stand ready with you to work on those issues and we appreciate your leadership there. My, my question for you, and I'll ask this one in Santiago, you can go next, is as you deal with the budget crisis and you laid out a few areas of concern that we're gonna have to deal through, um, how, how, what's the feeling about increasing revenue? Is there a line in the sand? Is there a discussion there yet? We're seeing in some blue states opportunities to really, let's you know, increase tax rates where you guys have worked so hard to, to drop tax rates over the last few years. Thoughts th uh, in that area? Yeah, look, I haven't had any specific, you know, new revenue opportunities show up in my lap uh, in a, some sort of, you know, briefing file. Uh, the, 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 the reality of new revenue streams are twofold. One is uh, it's probably going to take a, 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 an extended period of time to realize those revenues. And so dealing with the current issues that we're in today, look, the greatest fix for this uh, is a strong economy. Um, and so looking for a way to uh, create a new revenue source is, yes, it could potentially be uh, a micro solution to a bigger problem. But my focus has been on trying to make sure that we do the things we can do to, to drive unemployment back to all-time record lows, uh, to look for opportunities for not just urban areas in Georgia to be successful, but rural areas of Georgia to be able to be viable opportunities for businesses to grow and for businesses to, to, um, to, to, to be attracted to. Um, and so, look, we'll continue to look at new revenue opportunities, but uh, I think it's, it, that's an extended lifeline uh, or just, just in life cycle. 
to, to, to stream those in uh, as, as we look forward. Look, we've got a limited time coming through this with, you know, 11 legislative days left. Um, and certainly we don't want to create unintended consequences. One of the early lessons I learned in this job as lieutenant governor, and I was in the House for five years and, and almost ver like really sat on the almost next to the back row and kind of operated in that, in that environment too. If y'all can, you know, see, see what I'm saying there. Um, but what I realized was some of the most important work done on a piece of legislation was the unintended consequences that it created. And so certainly we want to make sure we vet out that. Thank you, Governor Duncan. As, and I'm going to go in a, a little bit of a different direction here. As, as a business person. Baseball, let me guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I did want to ask you what you thought about baseball and when, what do you think about the reopening? Um, but I know we have limited time. That's probably a conversation for another day. Um, as a business person, um, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, uh, I know in our members, and I, I'm sure Chris has the same thing, there's a lot of... Uh, maybe fear or anxiety about the future for, for our business owners, right? And, and what advice do you have for them first in reopening their businesses or getting their businesses going and two, just how to deal with this uncertain future that they're facing? Yeah, so a couple of fold. One, yeah, look, these are uncertain times and, and business owners don't like uncertainty. Investors don't like uncertainty. Uh, you know, if, if and, and that's where we sit today. And so my, my, my encouragement to you is you have a great partner here in Georgia. Uh, your state government is working for your success. We're looking for ways to remove barriers. You know, a great conversation I had with, um, with the governor, you know, and we continue to have these one-on-one these, these -on -one conversations almost every day, was him and I really just talking about, you know, rules and regulations that are out there that we can look for ways to reduce the barriers in, you know, some of the small business or, you know, business owners, you know, operating platforms and, uh, you know, really trying to, to, to have this mindset of we've got your back. These are tough times. I don't want to sugarcoat it, right? It's, we're going to see pressures in every direction. Uh, but I think Georgia has got a bright future. Uh, as you look forward to, you know, do you make the investment in a new facility? Do you keep these employees hired? Do you, do you buy a new piece of technology that allows you to market to a different sector? My encouragement to you is look through a lens that, 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 that's a longer term, that Georgia is going to be a great place to be in. Uh, we're going to continue to be a great partner at the state level. We're going to make investments in your healthcare system and in, in the delivery. We're going to make investments in your education all across the state. I'll also encourage you that, it, that from all accounts, the federal government has been a great partner to small business owners. You know, from, from my perspective, the most successful program in the last eight weeks has been, been PPP. Uh, as I talk to business owners, Certainly it's not perfect. I'm sure there's tons of stories out there where folks haven't gotten access, whether it's been a technicality or the mechanics of the bank they've worked with. So I don't wanna sit out here and make it out like it's just all unicorns and rainbows, but it has been an extremely successful and meaningful target. It's probably been in my lifetime, the most impactful, uh, efficient mechanism to keep people gainfully employed inside of a small business. Uh, and so I want to encourage them to continue to understand federal involvement. Certainly we're gonna to continue to see that federal involvement to extend that lifeline. Um, as I look into a recessionary period of time, the stickiest, most painful thing to, to an economy is unemployment. It just, it, it hurts the system, right? It, it's challenging from a just consumer confidence standpoint, but it's also painful because it, it's so expensive to the system, right? As we talk about pay, you know, benefits at the state level, and so PPP really was a successful program and allowed 
the, the, the business owner to keep those folks in here. So look, uh, you've got a great partner in, in state and federal government as a small business owner. Uh, we've got bright days in front of us and we will be one of the, I mean, think about if you were a state prior to going into this that was actually shrinking, that was actually seeing, you know, not the growth opportunities that we've got here in Georgia. They'll really have a long road in front of them. Thank you, Governor. Governor, uh, you know, as you know, our, our Governmental Affairs Council is one of the most, I think, the, the strongest organization in the country as far as working with the General Assembly, and we've got over 350 members of that organization. So this question comes from them. As you do reopen, have you guys had thoughts yet about whether or not the Capitol will be open, whether you'll be doing things remotely, and how will you involve the general public and the, the, the lobbyists in the state and the other agency heads that are all involved when the session's normally in? Will it look like it normally looks or will it uh, be a little bit different approach? So I, I'm guessing it's going to look a little different um, <clears throat> like, like the rest of the world. Uh, our team has been, you know, uh, we quickly adopted, um, you know, we have Zoom calls, our staff meets. I mean, we're all functioning completely tele telecommuting. I mean, it's, it's been fascinating to see how quickly we've been able to kind of morph ourselves into this. Like everybody represented on this call, just like your organization, Chris, uh, has been able to morph into this. Uh, as we operate going forward, there's going to be lessons to be learned. Uh, you know, we sat in an administrative affairs meeting in the Senate, and certainly we identified all kinds of things, how to operate in committee rooms, how to, how to you know, vote with roll call, how to let the media in, um, how to, you know, make sure that the public is included in our meetings. Uh, certainly you will have a lieutenant governor that, that is the president of the Senate, that sees extreme value in the public being in everything that we do, receiving uh, you know, input from business owners uh, in everything that we do, uh, and certainly including the media so that the general public is able to see us evolve in our decisions as we move forward. Uh, certainly you will see a governor uh, that, that cares for that, and certainly the speaker is, is all about that too. So um, certainly it will look different just because we're paying attention to the health concerns. Uh, we'll continue to take great guidance from, from um, uh, Dr. Toomey and others. Uh, I actually just got a text uh, to that note. You know, we're in the Senate gonna ask every Senator and every member of, of our operating staff inside the Senate to take a test, uh, a COVID-19 test after the primary and before they show up so that we can like every other business or a majority of businesses level set um, the, the playing field to know that day one, uh, nobody is positive, and uh, certainly we'll, we'll figure out protocols. Dr. Ben Watson in the Senate has been a great uh, ally of mine as he's continued to navigate us and best practices. Uh, I would encourage, I, I just received a text message from somebody that must be listening and said, hey, remind everybody that they too can get free testing at their local health departments um, all across the state in, in various, I think there's over 100 locations now offering that number is going to continue to increase. Uh, we want to make sure that business owners out there realize they can send their staff or their customers or whoever out into those directions. Uh, so yes, it's gonna look different, but the basic principles uh, and foundation of how we operate in the members, uh, the staff, uh, the folks that lobby important issues and, and uh, just the public are, are so, and, and the media are gonna have access to the process. Thank you, that, that's fantastic. Santiago, I'll let you ask one last question and I'll come back and wrap it up. Okay. Governor, um, you're a technology person, and I'm sure you've been using a lot of technology right now during the crisis, and we all have. Um, do you foresee this uh, being part of business moving forward in terms of uh, 
at the Capitol, right? Some more video conferences and less meetings in person. And will there need to be some legislative changes to be able to take votes or, or get, you know, business done, the state's business using uh, video conferencing? So, uh, you know, wearing my private sector hat, I'll, I'll first just talk about, I, I think that uh, when I talk to private equity guys that are making huge forward-looking investments into technology, uh, when I talk to venture capital guys in the same world looking at, they all point back to this period of time as accelerated kind of the technology push around technology communication, whether it be telehealth, teleeducation, telecommuting, all that, about a five-year acceleration in a matter of just weeks. Um, and so certainly we're going to feel the tailwinds of that as how we operate in state government. I think it's going to make us extremely more efficient, more lean. Um, it'll make us uh, more interactive. Um, and so, yeah, certainly. I mean, look, when I see the most senior members of the General Assembly or of the Senate participating in, uh, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, Zoom meetings and, and, and pushing the button, ask a question and I mean, it's fascinating to watch how quickly we've all been adopted, because guess what? We had to. Uh, Dr. Uh, Bud, Bud Peterson, who is just a, a huge asset of mine, an ally of mine, is heading up my tech commission, um, uh, Technology Capital Commission. And, and he made a point, him and Angel Cabrera were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation uh, weeks ago. And he mentioned it on our last uh, Zoom call. And he said, you know, we were talking about how long it would have taken uh, for Georgia Tech to have launched a, a tele-education push and uh, how much money it would have taken, how many consultants would have been engaged. They did it in eight days for like zero dollars, right? And, and wrapped up one of the finest institutions in the nation, if not the world. Let me just make that, that selfish plug. Um, I can say that now because one of my kids has got accepted to Georgia. So um, he, he's, we're, we're, we're a bipartisan family now. But you know, think about that, every business here. So yes, it will be a part of what we do like it will in every other industry and every other business. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Governor. We appreciate your time today. More importantly, we appreciate your leadership, your sacrifice, um, and your servant heart that you take into this. We'll continue to pray for you, your family, and obviously our state. And we stand ready to work with you on liability reform and quite frankly, any legislation that we'll need over the next year to pull us out of this recession and address the issues that you've, you've laid out. For those of you on the call, I want to remind you to join us next Tuesday for Speaker Ralston and then later next week for a discussion on transportation and continue to visit uh, our websites uh, at gachamber.com slash COVID-19 and follow us on social media for the latest updates and information. So thank you for being with us today. And Lieutenant Governor, as always, we appreciate you and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Take care.